2: Wednesdays at
3: 5pm Melbourne's Drive Time radio program featuring community organisations powerful stories and information Find us at
1: brainways.org.au Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia
0: Hello, welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR 855 AM, uh, 3CR Digital Radio and 3cr.org.au. My name is Kaylin and today from the Brainwaves team we have Terry who will be interviewing our guest today. Um, Now before we get started, I'd like to begin the show by acknowledging and paying my respects to the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, the traditional custodians of the land on which I am coming to you from today land where we tell our stories and land where stories have been told by the traditional elders for many years before us. I would like to pay my respects to their elders past and present and acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders who may be listening in today. Now on today's show we have two guests. Firstly, we have Dr. Lynn Reader, who is the National Director of the Australian Compassionate Council and was recently invited onto the Global Charters Board of Trustees for a three-year appointment. Dr. Lynn Reader is an Adjunct Research Fellow at Federation uh, University Australia and a Board Director of the Public Interest Think Tank Australia 21. She completed her PhD at Monash University and undertakes research into the evidence base of empathy and compassion. And our second guest today is Sam Luxenberg. Sam has been a psychologist for 40 years after a previous career in IT. He is now semi-retired and is passionate about social issues. He believes that as a wealthy nation, we could and should have eliminated poverty years ago. He is on the steering committee of Compassionate Ballarat. And both of our guests today are here to talk about Cafe Conversations, an event that is part of the Compassionate Ballarat movement. Now, before I hand you over to Terry, I would like to just give a content warning. Uh, In today's shows, we will be discussing sexual abuse. If you find anything about today's show, Distressing, you can call Lifeline on 13114 or the Sexual Assault Crisis Line in Victoria on 1800 806 292. Terry, over to you. Welcome
1: to Brainwaves Radio 855AM, 3CR. Um, thank you so much for attending uh, Dr. Lynn Reader, adjunct research fellow at Federation University in Ballarat and member of the Compassionate Ballarat team mm-hmm. and also psychologist Sam Luxembourg, also member of the Ballarat Compassion team. Uh, I came across you when I attended the Art Gallery of Ballarat exhibition Out of the Darkness, A Survivor's Journey, which is on in Ballarat up until the 1st of August. And I found this very interesting uh, postcard called Art Café Conversations. And uh, that's how I uh, came across you and rang Lynn So can you tell us about Compassionate Ballarat, please,
3: Lynn? Well, Compassionate Ballarat is part of the Global Charter for Compassion. And uh, the the Global Charter was established in about 2008 when Karen Armstrong won the best TED Talk for the year. And TEDx gave her $100,000 and said, what do you wish for? And Karen said, I wish for a more compassionate world. So that 100000 was the start of the Global Charter for Compassion, which is um, uh, in the US. Uh, the, the headquarters are in the uh, US in around Seattle. And um, so one of its major projects is its Compassionate Cities Program. And uh, there are over 470 cities across the world that have signed the charter. And um, so the so the Ballarat City Council signed the charter in uh, 2019 and is has been amazingly um, supportive uh, and really taken it on board. I think um, they're used to uh, these global city initiatives. We know that we've got com- um, child-friendly cities and welcoming cities, creative cities, restorative justice cities. There are quite a number of... Uh, these global city initiatives. Um, and when uh, Mary Hollick and I, another member of uh, the, the uh, Compassionate Barack group, went to the mayor, said we want um, the the city to sign the charter, she said at, uh, that we've signed a lot of these charters, but we want, so we want, and sometimes nothing happens, so we want you to show us what's going to happen as a result. So we did a lot of work over a year. Um, and then, the, then the charter was ha- the city was happy to sign the charter. Um, so, so Compassionate Ballarat is part of the global charter. It's also part of the uh, Australian um, work that's happening uh, in the chart for the Charter of Compassion here. And uh, I, I can show you a little bit about that later. But essentially, um, what we found we've we've actually we've been quite successful in um, and really amazed i suppose at the 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 support that we are getting from our city leaders and what we've found is that the city leaders say this work is timely and we want to know how to do it so the hospital says one of our four key values is compassion we want to understand how to do that better Fantastic. Um, so Karen is um, a well-known writer. Yeah. Um, she does write a lot around theology. She's a yeah. uh, she does that's her area, um, and she actually said that the reason why she wanted to set up, um, if you like, a secular uh, compassion group, yeah. was that she found that the religions weren't doing a very good job. Of showing what compassion yeah, looks absolutely.
1: like. Absolutely, I mean, yeah. even her, her biography is, yeah. is astounding. You know what, yes. what she went through before she got to that that okay. understanding.
2: And I guess one of the things I want to say is that uh, compassion comes from lots of different places.
1: Yes. Um,
2: and uh, mostly, and this is what uh, Karen Armstrong really introduced, was the fact that there are many people in the world who are disadvantaged. Uh, aren't in a good place uh, and need our support. And most compassion is seen as either a branch of charity or people helping each other. Um, But I think also, and this is why I'm interested as a psychologist, uh, is that the mental health uh, in Australia and most Western countries has been declining, even though we are a wealthy country. A lot of people are not happy. They're not satisfied with their lives. So I think uh, compassion needs to be shown in different ways, not just by uh, charity handouts, Mm. but by understanding people. And I'll say more about that when we talk about the Art Cafe a bit later on. Thank you so
1: much. Thank you. And so how did you, maybe we'll start with Sam, how did you become involved uh, in in Compassionate Ballarat?
2: Well, uh, a friend of mine took me along to a forum that Lynn and the uh, other members had organised and we had a number of, Speakers, including uh, the director of acute operations at our local Ballarat based hospital. Yep. And uh, frankly, I was inspired. I thought, wow, if I'd only known about this years ago, I'd have joined then. But here I am, and I want to be part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Lynn may remember me standing up and making a bit of a spectacle of myself at the no, time.
3: No, no it was, <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: And how did you it's get me involved, Lynn? It was more uh, as an academic, I'm interested in how we get on and how we are we going to get on better than we, than we seem to be doing at the moment. Um, and uh, so I found that this, uh, I was on Twitter at the time and following uh, Stanford University mm. and up popped this Science of Compassion conference at Stanford. And I thought, wow, how amazing at Stanford to have Science of Compassion. What's that all about? Um, so uh, so I went I, I, I flew over and, and attended the uh, forum and uh, the conference. It was set up by um, James Doty, who's a neurosurgeon who's head of uh, the, the Center for Compassion and Altruism Research at the uh, at Stanford. and um, he had amazing speakers, um, Paul Gilbert, Daniel Siegel, all these wonderful uh, Rick uh, Hansen and um that's four men so far yeah (laughs) that's true that but i mean and it's interesting that's an interesting point because when we go to talk to people about compassion work they will say oh i'm sure this is dominated by women but actually a lot of the work that's happening um globally in in research um are uh, are the guys that I've mentioned. But I'll also say, and I was just about to say, that Karen Armstrong also spoke and um, uh, Monica Warline uh, and Jane Dutton. So Monica and and Jane are at the uh, Centre for Positive Organisations and they've written a beautiful book called uh, Awakening Compassion at Work. Um, but yeah, but I have to say there were more uh, men speakers than women, which was quite. I was surprised, and because I suppose it's coming out of neuroscience and yeah. psychology and evolutionary biology, so these are the um, uh, the disciplines uh, where this new approach to compassion, which, see, which sees it as a as a motivation, but to go back. Um, uh, to your um, to your question, so I, I, I off I went to Stanford, and there was Karen Armstrong speaking about the Global Charter and the wonderful work it was doing, yep. and also some of the mayors of cities in America who would already taken this on board. And I thought, oh wow! When I get back to Australia, I'll join the Charter for Compassion. But when I when I got back here, it actually had been doing a lot of good work. But the main person that was driving it had left Australia, had sort of moved to France, and, and it was actually in abeyance. So uh, rather than just joining a group, I actually picked it up and, and uh, created the national uh, work. And then from that we've got a number of cities across Australia and Ballarat's one of those.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much. So I found your postcard about the Art Café Conversations at the Out of the Dark, a Survivor's Journey exhibition. Uh, Now, uh, how or have the Art Café conversations been timed to support and respond to that exhibition? Can you comment on that?
3: Yes, they they were created exactly for that reason, yeah. Sam, did you want to say something there? Uh,
2: No, well, it's an experiment uh, because... um, we believe that uh, this exhibition would have a strong emotional impact on people, yes. particularly survivors, but also yes. members of uh, the population generally. And uh, what a good idea to combine uh, powerful art uh, with some powerful conversations. Mm. And uh, not everyone wants to do this, but so it's an experiment and we've scheduled a number of Sundays through the months uh, for people to, to get together and talk. I'm really looking forward to it. And it's an experiment.
1: Mm, Fantastic. And so can you tell us about the Art Café Conversations?
2: Uh, Yes. Um, Well, it'll be up to a dozen people uh, sitting around uh, in a lounge uh, in the pub across the road from the gallery. Yep. Um, um, And uh, coffee will be provided. Um, I presume nothing stronger. That's my preference anyway. Um, And uh, it'll be a chance for people to talk about their reactions. Now, one thing we need to say is that while I'm hoping to, well, I will conduct the conversation using empathy and trying to understand people, if people are really traumatised, then this is not about therapy, and I'll explain. It's not, not therapy. This is about a discussion, a debrief, a chance for people to share their thoughts. Now, whether that will happen or not, I doubt it, but it could. We just need to be a little bit cautious there.
1: Yeah, of course. Have you made links with the artist? I think his surname is House, who is the... Robert Robert, Robert,
2: House, yes. Robert
1: House, yeah, yeah. So is he involved in those Art Café conversations or Uh, is it a different initiative? No. He'd
2: be very welcome if he wants to show up
3: yeah
2: yeah yeah yes Um, well i
3: I think they were well we 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 did want to provide that support um and also for the opportunity to um for people of ballarat because one of the things here in ballarat is that the child's institutional child sex abuse people feel have defined ballarat um to a large extent and
1: you mean the royal
3: Commission. No, no, the actual sexual abuse within oh. Ballarat, yeah, yeah, within yeah, the institutional, um, oh, yeah. that that yeah. it feels like Ballarat is seen as that's where that happened. Mm. Um, so, and it and it did. I mean, it was the you know except for Newcastle, it, it, this is where the most child sexual abuse, institutional child sexual abuse, yeah. happened in the nineteen fifties, sixties, seventies, and uh, so this is also about sort of a su- supporting um, how we shift that, that defining, if you like. Mm.
1: So how can listeners find out more about the Art Café Conversations?
3: Well, we have our um, webpage, uh, so compassionateballarat.com.au. Yep. And that is... Uh, and on, if you go onto that, and then under what's on, you'll the 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 information is there. Great. Yeah.
1: Great. So and that's... can you explain how the art cafe conversations relate back to mental health?
2: Yes, I'm happy to do that, and but particularly uh, in relation to uh, the child sexual abuse and the long history of that, yes. because uh, what has really uh, impacted a lot of people is the fact that it was hidden for so long Mm. and so many people lived with their personal memories, but also often with shame uh, and guilt uh, about the trauma because uh, they weren't allowed to talk about it. Often as kids, they went home and the parents said, don't be silly, that couldn't possibly have happened. Yes. Um, And, of course, uh, the church was uh, in denial or... Uh, some very obvious uh, perpetrators were moving No, really? yes. Yeah. So it was all very much undercover, uh, and I wasn't living in Ballarat at the time, so I don't know if there was there was some community conversation about it. But but certainly uh, in the media um, there was no mention. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this what really impacts people is when you're carrying a shameful secret. That you can't share with other people. It, it, it builds up the trauma inside, a bit like PTSD. Yeah. Uh, PTSD stands for post traumatic stress uh, disorder. Uh, but what it means is that people have suffered uh, some trauma and haven't been able to work their way through it, move away from it, to feel okay about it. So they take it with them. Yes. Exact parallel when the uh, the Viet Bets came back
1: yes.
3: and
2: they weren't allowed to talk about their dreadful experiences because it was a war we decided we didn't want to have. Mm. So uh, people carry things, and, and that's a big, uh, I suppose, amplifier Good. of, of yeah. mental health issues because yeah, people exactly. don't know what to do with it. And people want to make sense of things, they want to be able to share things. Um, and that's really why this exhibition and the art cafe conversations are so important.
1: Yes. And more also
2: opportunity. Maybe
1: mm-hmm. sometimes moving the trauma from a more unconscious state into a more narrative state. Definitely. Yes. And that's when the healing can start occurring, I wonder. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, that that's that's the opportunity because mm. people do get relief from talking. But at the same time, that's not always the case. Yes. And um, people sometimes, by hashing up their past, get re-traumatised. So, and that's why there are notices outside the exhibition. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people need to be thoughtful about whether they actually want to see this and want to explore here, whether yes. they have personal connections or not. Yes. And I think that's that's very valid. I'm, I'm a great believer in people giving people choice.
1: Mm. If you
2: want to explore this, if you want to, find a way through and and feel better. That's wonderful. But I also respect choices uh, that other people might say, no, it's too difficult, too hard, too upsetting, too damaging. I just won't go there.
1: And Uh, at this point it doesn't work for me. Exactly,
2: exactly, yeah.
1: So um, going on to the broader concept of how do our creative selves support our mental
3: health? I think the science of compassion, that's what's interesting to me. So if you say what is the definition of compassion um, in the psychology and neuroscience world, it's an ability to see suffering with a, a resource capacity to take action to alleviate that suffering. And in Ballarat in the 1950s, as Sam has just said, it was impossible to see the suffering of those children. It, we could not conceive that priests could act in that way. It was not ours. It didn't fall into a sense of what was real, oh. and so we literally didn't see it. Um, and uh, so it wasn't really until you know eighties and nineties that that people started to 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 actually be able to to do that, um, but. But so if you say um, what what uh, around the the capacity to see suffering, we know that we need to be in in our soothing system yep. to, to see you know to be able to do that to connect to other people, and in our creativity allows us access you know to wonder and awe, and again that helps us We see, feel part of something bigger than ourselves. Yeah. And um, uh, so so I think our creative selves, you know, sort of fit into that soothing and calm self that allows us to see the suffering in ourselves and to see the suffering in others and to be able to then take that uh, next step of, uh, and it has to be resourced again, as Sam said, you know, people on their journey may not just be at the point where they're able to to take that um, to take that action, or you know, they just not, may not have the resources. No use if someone's drowning and I jump in to save them, but I can't swim. So, a lot of the work we're doing here in Compassionate Ballarat is taking the CEOs across the city, and the gallery has been part of that journey. Um, Uh, And we provide um, training and bring, I suppose, um, the the thinking around uh, how compassion can be included within business, within um, even the head of police was on our committee for a while um, before she moved to Melbourne, because she said, we need to know how to do this better. So a lot of those big institutions um, are really wanting to say, how do we see suffering in our organisation and how we take resourced action to alleviate it? And our creativity is one access point that allows us to connect at that deep level. We know our poems and our songs, you know, really take us and move us, you know, Mm -hmm. to another area outside Mm -hmm. just the the cognitive brain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, what
1: role, uh, this sort of is a bit further development of that last question, what role might art and creativity play in social healing?
2: Well, I I think uh, any form of uh, cultural activity, uh, whether it's art, performance, music, anything, is something that is part of the social glue part of what makes us a community not just individuals mm. and and i'd like to uh, compare that with most uh, traditional psychological approaches uh, to, particularly to mental health which focus so much on the individual yes and true. tend to not look at the social surroundings of each individual but mm. you know so um, a society doesn't have depression individuals have depression and and i think um, As psychologists, we could broaden out much more by more liaison with uh, cultural activities and artistic activities to to see our knowledge um, be more widespread and community-based rather than just Mm individual-based.
3: And galleries are really starting to realise that as well. And we were invited just recently to the art gallery. They had a a well-being, the Art Gallery of developing a well-being strategy, right. which has been developed in other galleries, the Art Gallery of New South Wales, because that the, the uh, galleries are realising the important role they do play mm. um, in supporting. And so they are, are working out how they can, how the gallery can move into the community more because we know that galleries are often seen as elitist. And so how does the gallery um, take its wonderful work, you know, um, to areas within uh, Ballarat, which has a lot of inequality. There's a lot of wealth in Ballarat, but there's a lot of, um, you know, poverty as well. Yep. So how are we um, expanding that? And the gallery is very proactive um, in doing that, which is, which is just wonderful.
1: Well, i wonder i know that there there is a community-wide trauma forum coming up on saturday the 24th of july a place for compassion can Mm -hmm. you tell us about that please
3: yeah thanks so um this is another uh contribution that compassionate ballarat's making um to this to the exhibition that's on at the gallery at the moment And this is, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, um, the Charter is a global initiative. So we're able to bring people from across the world to talk about how they are um, addressing community-wide trauma. And that A Place for Compassion will include uh, presentations from uh, Compassionate Belfast, uh, from the EU Group on Restorative Justice, and from the Human Values Institute in the US. And and so they'll be talking about, not necessarily it was um, institutional child sex abuse, but it's more about how communities um, can can support and respond to community-wide trauma in ways that um, move communities forward. And what are they doing in Belfast, in the EU and in the US? So that will be um, on the 24th of July at, uh, at the Art Gallery. Mm.
1: And uh, I imagine they c- people can find out more about that at that compassionateballarat.com.au site? Or
3: uh, It's not up there yet, but, but we will. And the Art Gallery is sending it out through their, um, uh, you know, sort of marketing material. But we will right. be putting it up on the Compassionate Ballarat um, website as well. Yeah, coming Marvellous. on what's on.
1: Yeah, Marvellous. Thank
3: you
1: so much. Good, good. Okay, is there anything you'd like to comment on, uh, Sam and Lynn before we wind up today?
2: Well, yes, I I think uh, a lot of what we've been talking about is connected to the identity of Ballarat. Mm -hmm. Um, And so maybe identity has certainly taken a a hit uh, with the the revelations of the Royal Commission. And... um, And even more reason for having Compassionate Ballarat. Take a stand, organize things, uh, increase people's awareness. Uh, And I believe that most people are good people. They want to be compassionate. They want to be supportive of others. Um, And uh, therefore, part of our responsibility is to provide more opportunities for them to get involved. And um, that's a very good reason for having Compassionate Ballarat. And certainly the reason I'm in there.
3: One of the things too is that we, the points that we make um, to our CEO group, which, which as I say, represent most of the large organisations across Ballarat. Yeah. It's the requirement for organizations in, in today's world to create psychological safety yes. for within those organizations for the people that come into them to work and to interact with them as clients or you know um, customers that sense of psychological safety is so important mm-hmm. and it's something that we're supporting um, the work of you know the work in uh, here in Ballarat yeah.
1: Thank you so much, mm-hmm. Sam Luxenberg, psychologist and Dr. Lynn Reeder, uh, adjunct research fellow at Federation University. Wonderful to
3: have you on Brainwaves. Thank you. Thanks very thank much, you. Terry. Bye now.
0: Thanks again to Dr. Lynn Reeder and Sam Luxenberg for coming on the show today and sharing your knowledge and insight with our listeners. And a big thank you to Terry for organising and interviewing today uh, as mentioned at the start of the show, if you did find anything distressing about today's show, that you can call Lifeline on 13 or the Sexual Assault Crisis Line in Victoria on 1800 806 292. Uh, oh, and also please check out our show notes on the 3CR website, 3cr.org.au slash brainwaves, uh, because we have more information there on Cafe Conversations, Compassionate Ballarat, and also the new dates for Cafe Conversations due to the recent lockdowns. So we hope that you enjoyed today's show. Uh, be sure to check out more of our show on the 3CR website uh, and or Spotify or wherever you happen to download your 3CR podcasts. And as always, we'd love to hear from you. So feel free to drop us an email at brainwaves at Please, everyone, stay safe and we'll see you next week for another episode of Brainwaves on 3CR. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.